Oh wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at Bad. Bit games. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five star review on iTunes. Or if you really, really like us, please drop a buck our way over at patreon.com slash badbit. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co host who is, whoever will be, who's enduring the apocalypse with me, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing okay. A <laughs> big lead up. Uh, doing okay. The last week has been. Kind of rough on both of us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm happy that we have a, a big game that we're both been playing that's kind of eased me back into feeling less sad. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I'm always happy to be here to talk games with you, and specifically yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. I, I think um, this has been just realist of the real talk right now, everybody. The roughest week of quarantine, at least I could speak for myself, I feel like you just turn on the news and like the world's blowing up and then like yeah. Friday night, I think, you know, we, we got wind of, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, rest in power, Mr. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Black mm-hmm. Panther dying and, uh, that just hit extra hard. You know, yeah. it just came completely out of nowhere. 43 year old man who we thought was in excellent shape and was, I mean, we saw him in all these movies and it it turns out he had cancer during civil war Mm -hmm. and he, he appeared in four movies, one of his own uh, in the Marvel cinematic universe. And then so many others. Um, uh, And he passed away on Jackie Robinson, a, a a person in history that he portrayed on film. Like it. And on Jack Kirby's birthday, co-creator of black Panther. Yeah. It's, it was, it's been rough ever since. So luckily we've had games to kind of get us out of that funk, get us out of that zone. One of them being Marvel's Avengers. Mm -hmm. And so each and every week, listen, we, again, serious stuff aside, let's start talking PlayStation. Let's get happy again. Let's get into the whole rigmarole of things because we have an excellent show for you. We got some laughs in store for sure. We're going to be talking about PlayStation may or may not have backwards compatibility for PS1, PS2, PS3. We're going to be talking about Sony possibly looking into acquiring more studios than just Insomniac. We're going to be talking about the Ubisoft Forward show that's happening next week. And of course, we're going to talk about, once again, it's official, it's in stone. WB Games is safe, everyone. Clap your hands. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to uh, EA. Thank, praise be to Shu. It's just staying that, where it is. That is a 2020 win. That is a that's 2020. A, that's a win. 2020 has like 15 tallies on the board. We got one here. It's, it's got WB one. Games. <laughs> Ooh, with that, before we talk about all that, Kyle, let's talk about what you've been playing. Mm-hmm. And usually what you've been playing, it's just like, take it easy. It's breezy, right? We don't have any questions. Nay, we have one question from the glorious one. He writes in, hello, everyone. Hello, glorious. Uh, I hope you are all well. Is it worrying that Square Enix hasn't given out any early copies for their Avengers game for games journalists to review before the game fully releases? 
I know people have gotten the the game a day before the early adopters uh, releases, but no reviews for the games for from any of the big sites. For me, it shows a huge lack of confidence in the game and that they are trying to limit the damage of possible negative reviews beforehand. What are your thoughts? So as you all know, uh, you know, if you're a content creator out there, if you are, uh, you know, like one of the big sites like a Kotaku IGN, you got your review code, if I'm not mistaken, on Monday. And the unofficial release uh, for the deluxe version was on Tuesday. So you only got 24 hours ahead of everybody to start reviewing this game. There's so many systems in place, not just a single player campaign, but you also have multiplayer as well. This is a games as service. So you need time with it. Kyle, Mm -hmm. nobody was given that time. Is this a worrying thought to you? How are you enjoying the game so far? Uh, Well, as far as it, getting into the media's hands a day before deluxe edition people get it yeah. uh i don't think it's too bad usually if it was uh you know out the day before like a, a traditional release mm-hmm. um then i would be worried but the fact that this game is so tied into an online experience and and, and having a bulk of it is playing with other people right I feel like maybe they wanted to make sure all their servers and stuff were ready to go to handle everybody. I, I know that's it's probably like a... Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's an okay excuse. But, yeah. like, uh, it's not bothering me at all. Because uh-huh. I am enjoying the hell out of this game. Mm-hmm. I am so happy to be right. I've said it all along that I think this game is going to be good. I thought it was really, really funny to see how the internet just flipped the switch. I was yeah. like, oh my god, Avengers is good? Question I'm having mark? a great time? What? <laughs> I always said, just I have faith in the story. And that mm. is why I'm having such a good time, because they are following Kamala Khan as on her journey from being a fangirl of the Avengers, and just her trying to figure out what happened on A-Day, and trying to get uh, the, the people responsible for A-Day to go down, and, and show the world that these superheroes are not the reason. Yeah. And just seeing Kamala's performance, I should have got the voice actress's name up. I want to say it's Sandra... Sandra... Um, I'll find it. That. I'll find it while you talk. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but her performance is so damn great. And I, I will say it's a little... It's off-putting hearing Troy and Nolan... So yes. far as Hulk and Bruce Banner and uh, uh, Iron Man, because they are strictly Troy and Nolan. Yeah. So that's taken me out just a tiny little bit. I'm not comparing to MCU at right. all. That's right. not the issue. The issue is I can see Nolan's face when I look at Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I can see Troy when I look and hear Bruce Banner. Um, but game's fun. I love the Easter eggs. I said on Twitter, it reminds me a lot of Arkham Asylum when I first played that one. Mm. Just seeing all the little hints at the other heroes in the world. and Game is good. And it feels good, too. <laughs> it feels better than the beta. So, and, and I'm getting into like the, the, the countering and blocking and right. realizing what they do and having time to, to really figure out feel... how each character feels different. It, it's great. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, 
in terms of gameplay, does it feel more like Marvel Spider-Man or does this feel like a Rocksteady's Batman or does this feel enough like its own action third-person game? It feels a little bit more like its own third-person game. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone has a square for light attacks. Everyone has a triangle for heavy. But the way you can combo into them and hold them down to do like a powered-up move or everybody's R2 button is, like, their hero, intrinsic hero ability. So, like, if you hold it down as Kamala, she goes into, like, phase shift mode, and she automatically, like, counters basic attacks and does more damage. Hulk goes into a rage, which helps heal him, and as well as use, like, a counter to kind of, like, stun enemies. Iron Man's is strictly, like, a parry. So they Mm. each do different things. It's the same button, same almost kind of... They're almost the same, like, block mechanic, but everyone right. does something different. And how, I really, really like that. How have you, just honest yes or no, have you dived into the skill tree aspect of it? Of, like, oh. being able to create your own Iron Man or the way you want to play him? I'm not powered up enough to really unlock it fully. Okay. Okay. But the seeing it, all the slots of skills is a little overwhelming. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot of systems there, and I feel like Mm -hmm. that's where it kind of gets things a little shaky for me. It's like there's a lot of different types of currency. There's a lot of different, like, item management. Even as a guy that loves a good item management, it just feels like a little bit overwhelming where it should be maybe a little bit more streamlined, maybe a little bit more simplistic so my ADHD doesn't scare Mm -hmm. me enough. But I'm about, I would say, an hour in. In immediately, Sandra Saad uh, is her name. Thank you. Uh, yeah. The voice actress of of uh, Kamala Khan. She, this is a Miss Marvel game. Like yeah. I just sense it right off the bat. She is the main protagonist. She is the character you're following the most. And I think the reason why they're putting her first is she's supposed to be you, the player, right? Like that's that's who the player is supposed to be. So the first five minutes, like very, very, very early spoilers. Not even, but like. If you play the demo, you know, which six million people have. Um, y- the first five minutes, you're, you're her and you're just wandering through exhibits of like the Avengers and all this. And you're seeing her fangirl out to different things in different sections within the celebration itself. And it really gives you the element of like, A, this is awesome because we're, we're, we're in the Avengers universe. And then B, it's, it's like, Oh, how would she interact? How would I interact if I saw Steve Rogers there? Captain America, right? Like, I just want to touch him. Like, that's the first thing I'd want to do. And I get escorted out. (laughs) He's just an exquisite man. Uh, like that opening. Oh my God. That opening is so freaking good. So like they captured the, the essence of like that innocence of, of what it would be like to be an Avenger and then tossing you into that world as an Avenger. Combat feels good. Um, the camera's a lot less wonky. Yeah. The combat's, uh, I don't know what it is yet, but it feels, it feels, uh, I hate to use the word, it's an easy out, but like more fluid. Like maybe it's the less frame rate drops that are doing it. Um, the only thing I don't like so far is long ass load times. These are bloodborne ass oh, load yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, man, like I am really enjoying what they're putting out so far. Um, and, yeah, everybody, the voice actors, I've immediately forgotten. Maybe it's because that we've, we've been divorced from the MCU for so long, but I'm like, yep, that's Black Widow. Yep, that's Iron Man. Yep, mm-hmm. that's Hulk. And like, 
you do have this sense for some of them, like Nolan North and um, Troy Baker, because they're now just super personalities. So you know the faces behind the voices more. Oh, God. When Troy... When Troy calls Kamala Kamala Kiddo, I was like, oh, God, flashbacks to Joel. Flashbacks oh. to Joel and Ellie. And I was like, oh, no, man. <laughs> Dang it. Um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to Troy, too, like, shout out to him so far because yeah. his Bruce Banner is fantastic. You hear the, like, like, he's trying to hold it in as Bruce, you know, like, that's the cool thing. See, like, Troy really took, took I think... Bruce Banner to to a, a a different level than what we've seen even in the cinematic ver- versions where you're seeing him constantly even in every conversation struggle with being the smartest person in the room mm-hmm. which is really cool. So so far we're we're loving this yeah. game though I totally understand there's also some controversy Moody we'll get to your question towards the end of the show for sure but Did, yeah go for another, it. Another another little nitpick uh I hate when games do this where if you, I don't know if you really dug into like the declassified files you pick up. Not yet. No. The, okay. There, some of them are audio files, and mm-hmm. you have to stay in the menus to hear it, listen to them. Ah, uh, okay. So you can't like hit play and then run right. around and still hear it. It's a little bit of a bummer there, but there's a lot of really good stuff of Troy yeah. and and Nolan and. Okay. And uh, Laura Bailey, who does Black Widow, yeah. and, Thor- and like, there's a lot of really good lore stuff in there. If you mm-hmm. really want it, kind of like Control, where yeah. you can really get real deep into what happened after A Day, because they don't really go into it too much. I have one more nitpick. Yeah, you're telling me the evil facility is in Jersey City, like the mega evil corporation. <laughs> Guys, listen. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. You can't fool me that a corporation is taking, like, Makes we want to build a huge mega evil corporate, like, obviously evil corporation in the middle of Jersey City. Uh-uh. Makes what, sense. What, what's, what's next? Kingpin's going to Newark? No <laughs> one wants to go to Newark, okay? The uh, traffic another, there is awful, yes. Y- you saying that reminds me, another great performance is, is the person who plays Tar- Tarleton. Mm. Um, I've not gotten that that much. George... Far. Yeah, you have. He's the a- evil aim scientist. Oh, um, I mean, like, like so far as to like get to get a good get yeah good grasp grip of him. On him yeah. yeah, very good so far. Okay. Very very good. Well, listen, so far we're liking Marvel's Avengers, which is shocker to me because I was yeah I walked away from that beta. Kyle, listen, even before we get into the news, are mm-hmm. you playing it this weekend? I'm trying to try. Spot? Okay, yeah, maybe we'll stream it together. Sure. Alright. Be on the lookout. PS Trophy Room <laughs> on Twitter. I want to play games I with can't, you, Kyle. I can't be Iron Man though. I'm real shit at Iron Man. Who alright, who's who are you calling right now? Uh well I've only played as Kamala and Hulk okay. and, and Iron Man. So we'll see how far I get All into right. the So far I love Kamala. Kamala like the, oh, even her fantastic. traversing with with her rubber arms, like that's dope. I, love I just it. love extending her arm, her her arm, and like with the giant palm, just yeah. shove them, boom. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, 
Awesome. With that, Kyle, before we get into the news, before we square up the news, rather, I want to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash badbit. Of course, if you ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, just getting you through the quarantine situation mean a lot to us. You head on over to patreon.com slash badbit. Help fund the show. Help make things happen like this awesome mic that I'm using right here and more really amazing things that we are going to announce within the end of the month or actually i think the deadline's october 4th some huge things are happening and it's only because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash badbit which of course we got a falls guy a fall guys uh, uh roundtable discussion me and kyle talk about what we love about fall guys we talk about my 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 childhood bully it's just a whole lot of fun <laughs> over there it's a whole lot of fun so go check that out if you are a patron and if you're not dollar a month keeps the lights on so Thank you. I also just remembered our RSS feed. Got to pay for that at the end of the month. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. With that, I want to thank our gold members, Ryan Grant, Gavin Gottfried, Griffin West, Robbie Bobby Miller, and Corey Schofelder. Thank you all so much for supporting us at the gold level. Our Silver Plus patrons, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB, the Purple Monkey, and Tim Ulf himself. Thank you all so very much for your patronage. And with that, Kyle, it is time to square up the news. Take it away. Zarmina Khan from PS Lifestyle writes, Sony will continue investing in... Oh my god. Kyle, slow <laughs> down. This game fuel is a bad idea, Joe. You ha- yeah, Zarm- you, had, you, you, had, you did the do before the show happened. I'm currently still doing the do. Okay, here we Whoa. go. <clears throat> Zarmina Khan from PS Lifestyle writes, Sony will continue investigating in and inquiring studios alongside strengthening third-party partnerships. Sony Corporation has revealed in its annual report for 2020 that its interactive entertainment arm will continue to invest in and acquire video game developers while strengthening partnerships with third-party studios. As of May 2020, Sony Worldwide Studios owns 14 developers, and it wants more companies with, quote, abundant creativity and cutting-edge technologies, end quote. Sony mentioned its acquisition of Insomniac Games as an example of this strategy. The report reads, quote, Game titles are the primary content IP for game and network services. First-party titles developed and sold by the platform owner are particularly important as content IP for future value creation and earnings. In addition to improving the personnel and work environment in its own studios, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to invest in or acquire firms with abundant creativity and cutting-edge technologies to build up worldwide studios and association of first-party title production studios. Most recently, in August 2019, it acquired Insomniac Games, a longtime Sony partner that has developed many hit titles. As of May 31st, 2020, Worldwide Studios owns 14 studios and has become one of the world's leading game developer networks. With hit series like The Last of Us, God of War, and Uncharted, it is a strong engine for content IP production. Third-party titles, meaning IP developed by game software developers outside the Sony group, also play an important role in indirectly enhancing the appeal of the PlayStation platform and its user community. Sony offers various forms of assistance, such as sharing its libraries and providing technical support to creators, including independent studios, to facilitate the best game development environment possible, end quote. The report adds credence to rumors that Sony is aggressively pursuing major third-party deals for the PlayStation 5. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. I am PR quote machine. You did good, good job. God. That was really <laughs> difficult to read. Honestly, you deserve a medal. I am 
I am so sorry. That's why you How many times did I say studios within a 30 second time frame? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, listen, it's the SEO robot. That's how they get you. That PR <laughs> boilerplate bullshit. Yeah, that's there. Ugh. That's there. But hey, listen, this is cool. This is cool stuff, right? Yeah. Like Sony going out there now openly saying, because we've talked about it, I think even February, where, you know, we talked about, hey, we're seeing Microsoft go out there, start purchasing these big or medium to small studios. Where's Sony at this? Like, is it going to, you know, stop at Insomniac? Where do you see them headed with this? Like, do you see Sony going out there? Let's just say next week, they, they're like, we're finally announcing the price. And to get y'all hyped, <laughs> you're shaking your head no. But like, to get y'all hyped, here's our game plan. Here's the studios we've picked up. Where do yeah. you think they're going with this? I think we saw it, what, two, three weeks ago with uh, Spider-Man in Avengers. Um, mm. I think that is their go-to of third-party deals to to bolster it up like yeah i think i absolutely think they'll probably buy a studio or two which ones i'm not sure like just make it happen housemark even though it had the worldwide studios thing in front of their game so it's a little confusing there um i just think it goes to show where both microsoft and sony are at where microsoft is wants to make sure people can play games no matter what they have and Sony mm-hmm. wants to make sure there are unique, exclusive experiences on their new fancy new box to really mm-hmm. make people flock to them. Yeah. So I think this is a great deal for Sony. I think this is a smart thing. If you want people to be like, hey, ours is better than that one, if you want to go that route, because we have this. Right. And you can't play it anywhere else but here. I think you hit the nail on the head in the part of the third-party titles. Like... Mm-hmm. Seeing Avengers, like Spider-Man and Avengers, like it, it tags onto the last bullshit line where third-party titles, meaning IP developed by game software's outside Sony group, play an important role in directly okay. enhancing the appeal of PlayStation. Boop, boop. Can that I have right a there. cookie? <laughs> boop, beep, boop, destroy humans, what? <laughs> uh, nothing. Anyway, <laughs> totally going by protocol. Uh, you know, that line right there, when you get the robot out of the room... It, it tells me, yeah, they're, they are looking to be very bullish in going up to places like Square Enix and going, Hey, a nice Avengers game. How much to make Spider-Man exclusive, right? That's like going up to, you know, Activision going, Hey, Call of Duty's great. Let's get the beta first here, right? Let's, let's give you reasons to stay in this ecosystem than just our first party. Let's, let's make sure we're shaking the hands, kissing the babies we need to make sure that like, you know, TGS is happening in a few weeks. Though PlayStation won't be there and Xbox actually will have an appearance there. Uh, make no doubt. Capcom's going to come in that room. They're going to drop some Sony news. Square Enix is going to come into that room. They're going to drop major Sony news. Like it's only, it's only a matter of time. It's at TGS where you're going to see third party titles get some type of timed exclusivity because they see that that works. So when we're taking a look at the deals Sony's making on the third party front, yeah, they're being very bullish and to say you need to stay in this ecosystem because we're providing awesome stuff and even outside promotion stuff like you take a look at marvel's avengers if you're a playstation plus member you're getting all sorts of knickknacks just because you're a ps plus member it's it's a reason to stay invested and Mm. 
one thing that is outside this quote is that they're looking to be very aggressive with their first party this generation where they want to make sure that instead of having one or two blockbusters a year, they're having three, four, five. That's that's what they want. So we can even go to see like studios they already have, have a team A and team B working in tandem to make sure, like, let's just say, just theoretically, Naughty Dog's working on Last of Us 4 and Uncharted 5. Right at the same just, time, just skipping Last of Us three. Yeah, We're going just, straight to four, everybody. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking Uncharted four in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, yeah, like like you know, Santa Monica. Rumor has it they're working on a space game right now. Like, I would not be surprised they're working on space game and God of War two. Whatever. Yeah, Gorilla has on. a second team too. So yeah, Horizon Forbidden West and. Mm-hmm. Maybe Killzone, maybe another shooter. I mean, Who knows? We're seeing it with Insomniac right now. Yeah. They showed off Spider-Man Miles Morales, the showstopper, and then they showed you Ratchet and Clank, and those games are months apart. So, like, what Sony's saying is, like, yeah, they, look, Game Pass has, you know, three or four games, whether you love them, hate them, whatever. They have four unique experiences that are unique to that ecosystem, can't get anywhere else, at least every year. That's what PlayStation wants but for their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's only smart. To me, this also does scream out, yeah, at the same exact time, let's go out there, shake some hands with some indie devs, let's start buying some indie studios. And I think what we talked about earlier was like, housemark, let's make it happen. And I think working with like uh, Sumo Digital, I believe, on the little yeah. big planet, Sackboy, sorry, Sackboy mm-hmm. Adventures. Yeah. Like, I think the way Sony shakes those hands is to work with the teams first, see how well they work together, see how well the game does, and then look at acquisitions. Look at continuing the partnership at the very least. Yeah. You know, like Kenna uh Kenna um Bridge of Spirits coming out Ember Labs. At, yep. At at the end of this year. Like that they're having a cover story for IG or sorry, uh for Game Informer. Yeah. So like that's huge for them. And seeing PlayStation kind of probably help facilitate that deal is big. So, yeah, this is fucking fantastic news. It seems that, like, Sony isn't going to be stagnant whatsoever. Um, My next question for you, Kyle, is not about first-party studios. I'm hoping that there, if we are getting, like, these three or four blockbusters every year... yeah. They're not a month apart like Last of Us and Ghost. I was going to say. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, spread yeah. them out. Because I don't want them to be on top of each other, and I don't mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm rushing through them. Oh, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> Told you we'd have least, some smiles. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, we're, we're going, if this is the case, we won't have droughts where yeah. we're like, okay. What third-party game are we playing? When? Where is Worldwide Studios showing up? Mm-hmm. So that is that is very very exciting for us PlayStation people. I mean, just to think of it, Shuhei Yoshida played with my heart today and said, "Hey, can't wait to play Demon Souls right? on PS5." Yeah. And I'm just like, "What are you talking about, Shuhei? What are you doing to me here? Yeah, like is that end of the year? Is that is that really like a launch window game? When is this game coming out?" And on top of that, how awesome would it be to say, you know, when the next showcase happens, hey, this is the game, Ratchet and Clank's coming out in March. 
Miles Morales coming out in launch November. Demon Souls by Blue, Blue Point Games is now joining the PlayStation family with Demon Souls. It's out on launch. Like, I think that's how you introduce these creators in here and giving them credit where credit's due. I think Sony has the strongest when it in terms of publishing arm right now uh, compared to its competition, which is Microsoft, which you're getting good. But like, that's yeah. why we're in this ecosystem, right? So we prefer their titles. And, um, and I think their, their publishing arm is no doubt a beast. You see with the sales of Last of Us, I think, you know, with sales of Ghosts, especially, and then seeing the deals that they've made this year with Final Fantasy, with, you know, Tecmo Koei, with, uh, Fall Guys, you know, Fall Guys, fucking stellar. So like, I think this, this half has shown you PlayStation's being really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you. Both of them, it's fucking September. Sorry, I cussed. I was doing so good. 30 minutes in and I cussed. Yeah, I, dro- I, I, I dropped the, the S word earlier. I was like, ah, We're trying to be Kyle. good, guys. We're trying We're to be tried. good. We're trying. We're um, trying. But, like, these companies still haven't come out, said the price of this console yet. Either no. of them. Um, the one thing that I want to talk about briefly is I think the one unique thing about PlayStation is the experiences that you get here. Like, you know, the new graphics card, the 380s came out, or what, 3080, I don't know. I, yeah. I, um, computers. <laughs> they keep getting smaller. You can touch the screens. It's crazy. <laughs> but, like, you know, the graphics cards came out. Uh, Digital Foundry it said, like, yeah, like, they're cheaper, or, or they're, they're the cheap they've ever been for the power that they are right now. And if I'm Microsoft, I'm concerned about this price because as long as you have a decent card or you already have a PC and you slap this thing in there, yeah. why do you need a Series X? And then yeah. they, they kind of then said afterwards, but it's different for the PlayStation because we can't get those experiences anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes to the show, though, that the true power of PlayStation isn't in the power per se. It's, it's in the first-party IP. So what does Sony need to do? Do they need to show the price this month? Can they actually wait till the end of October, make it or beginning of October, make it my birthday? Like, how do they <laughs> on October 4th, Shuhei comes out? They're like, we wanted to do this just for Mr. Bad Bit. Um, but like, what do they, what do they show you to get to make you forget that you're going to have to spend 500 bucks probably in November? I don't think they need to show me anything more. Yeah. Like, I think I'm ready to shell that out, even though it will hurt. <laughs> But like I'm, I'm after Ratchet and Clank, knowing that Miles Morales and and Kina and Bug Snacks, like yeah, God damn it. Why do you just want to throw that in there? You can say Demon Souls. You knew it came no. to your mind first. It, it did. I, I, I quickly pushed it aside. Uh, but they've already shown me, and like Horizon Forbidden West, yeah. like I they I'm already in. Okay. They they don't need to show me anything else. What they do need to show me though is the dollar signs and the date. Just so I know, we're what we're now in September. Yeah. We assume November release date. Two months away, sixty days. What are you doing? Just come any day now, please. Just rip the bandaid off, <laughs> please. All right? That's all. Yeah, sticker shock. Be damned. Just but rip Kyle, it off and tell us. The next story. Maybe we won't buy a PlayStation after all because we're too outraged. Take it away. <sighs> Alessandro Barbosa from GameSpot writes, PS5 won't be backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, or PS1, says Ubisoft. 
Sony has been somewhat coy about details regarding the PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility support, and specifically whether it will be able to play games from generations prior to the PlayStation 4. Will you be able to play PS3, PS2, and original PlayStation titles on a PS5? According to Ubisoft, those systems' games are not supported on the next-gen console, although whether or not this is true remains to be seen. A Ubisoft support page explains how its titles will transition from PS4 to PS5, as each publisher seems to be taking a different approach to cross-gen upgrades. The post mentions that PS4 players will be able to play games with PS5 players online, which aligns with Ubisoft's commitment thus far to offer free next-gen upgrades for titles like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion. Near the end, though, the page adds this note, quote, Backwards compatibility will be available for supported PlayStation 4 titles, but will not be possible for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation games. End quote. Update. Ubisoft's support page has now been amended to remove this reference to older PlayStation hardware. As of yet, Sony has still not commented, so it's unclear if the company simply didn't want this information out there yet, or if it's inaccurate. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Hmm. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, write that down. He asks, will you be upset if the PlayStation 5 doesn't support backwards compatibility with PS1 through PlayStation 3? How upset are you? Why, Xbox is doing it? Xbox is doing it, Kyle. Yeah, they are. hold them to it. And I've gone on record before. I enjoy backwards compatibility i think Mm -hmm. it's really smart to do Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i think if they really want to do it this way get ps now up and put them on ps now they really want to be competitive with game pass and the streaming services that xbox have they need to invest in ps now and put these titles on there that way but kyle that's not very uh, a smart way to deliver backwards compatibility right like xbox is like hey you got the disc slap it in there it's there it works from what i'm aware of that's how it Mm -hmm. works someone let me know if i'm wrong i think it only works if it's part of the xbox store already right so like if it's not on the xbox store and you put in an old disc it's not going to work that way Checkmate, because I don't know enough about Xbox backwards compatibility. <laughs> I can, I can only that's that's what I my understanding yes. of it is. Yes. But like I wanted to I I was not expecting to take a PS1 disc, which I don't have anymore because right. I'm one of those people that need to trade in all my old stuff to get the new stuff anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't have any old discs lying around, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really affect me that way. It just give me an option for me to stream it through PS Now or download it through PS Now. That's where I wanted to go. I'm very happy that PS4, though, is getting the love because there's still so many games I have not played on PS4. That you like to try out. That I would love. Like, I would eventually love to play through The Witcher 3. Mm. I would love to do that at some point in my life. Yeah. For me, it's... Um, and I like I I've been kind of blown about this. First off, Mark Cerny showed this beautiful graph. It was of a chip we assume, and said this is what the PS5 is backwards compatible with. It'll go into a legacy mo- mode of PS4 and PS4 Pro titles, um, and we're working to get most PS4 titles working with on this legacy mode on PS5. Fine, that to me, fine. Xbox yeah. went the extra mile and said, hey. 
The system itself will, will, will do a boost mode. It will smart deliver. It will know that you're working on a Series X and throw all the horsepower to these games. Cool. Good for Xbox. That's a plus on them. But just having the experience of like playing, you know, Bloodborne on my PS5 is honestly good enough for me. And I know good enough, whatever you can, you can say that's a, a dish all you want, but as long as I'm playing Bloodborne, I'm playing Bloodborne happy. So for me, it being backwards compatible with PS4, awesome. Uh, it not being backwards compatible with PS3, we understand Sony's mistake with the PS3. That cell processor was supposed yeah. to be a game changer. It wasn't. So I understand that it not being backwards compatible with PS1. I definitely understand. Because, I mean, the PS Classic, you take a look behind me. I bought that mainly because, hey, this will look nice in the background. <laughs> it's more of a knickknack <laughs> than anything. Yeah, but yeah. playing those games, you see that 3D tech did not age well one bit. So those games, if they're not 2D, to me, they're just not aged well. And when I take a look at PS2, it's kind of similar where... To me, I'm taking a look at a PS2 game, and I'm the type of player that's old game is old. Like, I went back mm-hmm. to Arkham Asylum. I'm surprised I'm still playing it because old game's old. Like, I'm surprised that I'm still playing that game, still invested into it, because usually, like, I'll go to Bioshock, the original Bioshock, when the remaster came out. Man, I put, like, two, three hours into it. I was just like, uh-oh, I'm ruining my memories. They're like, mm. I, I've played games that look better, that feel better mechanically, are mo- more in tuned. And I stopped because I didn't want to sully the image that I had in my head of the original Bioshock. So that's what I, I kind of feel like when it comes to backwards compatibility. It's more of a novelty for me, especially when you get into the PS1, PS2 era, because mechanically those games... You know, people were still learning what a 3D, a three-dimensional game could be capable of, should be capable of, all those things. So, like, I can't really play the original Ratchet and Clank because it just ruins my memory that I had as a kid with it. Now, when it comes to the PS3 stuff, that's where games started to get more refined and 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 developers understood what consumers wanted from a 3D product product so i get that like i get why people would want and i'm happy that there's like 200 plus xbox games backwards compatible awesome that it is um so like i understand that type of uh, backwards compatibility as a like you know keeping history of video games which is important I think it's more important that those games are on a server somewhere than on a disc. And the reason why I say that is like, I think you're totally right. I think PS now totally makes sense because then you, ha- you digitize these libraries effective, uh, effectively making them last forever. Uh, and you're having them there and they're not going away anytime soon. And at the same e- exact time, you know, people forget that when discs age, they lose their memory, they, g- they get corrupted, right? Memory cards don't last forever. They have batteries mm-hmm. inside of them. They get corrupted. So like having it there in just one big server farm and having it so that anybody could come in, jump in for nine bucks a month. That's awesome to me because then at that point, uh, you know, the, the one, the one cool thing about backwards compatibility is there's more longevity to those games because now people are buying Knights of the Old Republic all over again. But like, yeah, that's still like 10, 20 bucks right there. So like just having it uh, at $10 or $9.99 fee and I've unlocked, which are already hundreds of games that are already on PS3, PS2, PS1, on PS now. 
that's awesome. It, it's, yeah. it's giving you that option. So for me, yeah, I don't mind this one bit. And I think uh, Todd Berwitz uh, wrote up to us over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. He goes, backwards compatibility does not matter to me. I'm going to play or buy a game when it comes out, not when a so-called upgrade comes out for a new system. Waiting would have ruined Ghost for me. I uh, love the show. Can't wait. Trophy Room rules. You Thank rule, you, Todd. And yeah, I think that's right, too. Like, waiting on the upgraded version of The Last of Us. It's kind of silly. Last of Us Part Two already looks beautiful. Ghost yeah. already looks beautiful. Play those games. Yeah. Like, uh, and go, going back to like the PS1, PS2 era of, yeah. of games, if mm-hmm. having it on PS now makes more sense financially for us, the gamers, because if you're going to go out and buy the big hits on PS1, say those physical copies are very expensive. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gonna spend way more money tracking down these physical copies of these discs to play backwards compatible. Where if they do the right thing and, and the smart thing and have it on PS Now for ten bucks a month or whatever it is, it's there whenever you want it. Like, yeah. it makes too much sense. Yeah, for me, it just it makes total sense, and I'm not disappointed in the slightest. I don't know why people were what uh so outrage it would have been a ni- it would have been a nice bonus yeah also sony came out and they said uh, on top of this that yeah they're going to look at more playstation game support over to pc and then more people lost their mind and i was just like why who who cares yeah more more like people on pc probably already were not going to buy a playstation mm-hmm. might as well give them the ratchet and clank game that was mm-hmm. how, like, and, and so I kind of saw this as, like, outrage to be angry, but there's so many bigger things to out- get outraged by. So, to me, this is just such a non-issue, you know? Yeah, agreed. But you know what is an issue with me? <clears throat> well, having to buy a gosh dang peripheral for a thing I already own to work out those, a thing I'm going to get. Those gosh dang peripherals, how dare you? I know, how, how dare you? <laughs> Next story, uh, Kyle. Kevin Lee from IGN writes, the Astro A20 gaming headset is Xbox Series X and PS5 cross-compatible. On top of announcing a new wireless gaming headset, Astro also announced a new HDMI adapter for anyone looking to port an old Astro gaming headset to the PS5. Now, this solution is only necessary if your headset required optical audio in to work, which is the majority of Astro Gaming's older lineup, including the A10, A20, Gen 1, A50, and any headset that connected through the Mixamp Pro TR Gen 3 and Gen 4. The Astro HDMI adapter itself works as a video pass-through that includes an optical audio out port. Astro also promises this adapter won't introduce any lag or affect the PS5's ability to put out a 4K 120Hz gaming experience at all. The Astro HDMI adapter will also release this October for $39.99. Registered Astro users can submit their serial number and email addresses to receive a $15 discount on Astro's website. So generous of them. It's great. It's great. It's great. Sony needs to listen to them and do that for the PSVR. Yeah. So I can can still have 4K through the little mandatory box. Ah, It's not a pass-through, so I don't have it hooked up because... It's a pain in the ass. Pain in the butt. I got the version (laughs) 2, Kyle. (laughs) How dare you. Um, So, yeah... Uh, so the news came out PS5 won't have an optical port 
So if you're uh, an audiophile out there, if you're an Astro user, that's why we put this in the news. Because when Fortnite came out, peripherals went through the roof. And people were buying all sorts of uh, crazy expensive headsets, Astros being one of them. So, like, if this is if this is your preferred headset, there you go. It's This is what you're going to have to go through. Maybe Xbox is the same. I know Xbox just came out. They said, hey, from here on out, if it has authorized by Xbox on the box, it'll work with an Xbox One and it'll work with an Xbox Series console. So that's pretty cool. Uh, hopefully PlayStation does the same. But I know Astros is is working on a new headset uh, that's going to work for both systems right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Or you know what you guys can do? Buy Steel Series Arc to Seven because they're a lot better and they're a lot more comfortable. Steel Series, that's a free one. That's a freebie. All right. You're welcome. It'll next cost endorsement, you next yeah. Next <laughs> endorsement is gonna cost you some real change. I'm a real, I'm real easy. Just pass me five oh, bucks. Man. My ears could use some more comfort. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, These headsets I'm having on right now. Oh. What are they? Audio Technica. Oh, Steel Series. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Welcome to the sellout version of the trophy room. <laughs> what is $5? <laughs> it's a Wendy's meal. <laughs> Kyle, oh, what's man. the next uh, story on the list, good sir? Uh, friend of the show, Adam Bankhurst from IGN writes, AT&T no longer looking to sell Warner Brothers Interactive Gaming Division. After a report stating that AT&T was looking to sell Warner Brothers Interactive, which includes studios like Rocksteady, NetherRealm, and WB Montreal, it has now removed its gaming division from the list of non-core assets up for sale. As reported by Bloomberg, AT&T has decided, quote, It was too valuable to unload during its effort to pay down debt and streamline, according to people familiar with the situation, end quote. In June, CNBC reported that Warner Brothers Interactive had attracted interest from many companies, a list that includes Microsoft, EA, Activision, and Take-Two, and that this potential sale could have, quote, reaped $4 billion, end quote, for AT&T. However, it now sees the business's growth potential. Bloomberg notes that a few factors may have influenced this retreat, including the upcoming release of the yet-unannounced Harry Potter game and the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic has kept people at home with more opportunities to play games. Additionally, Warner Brothers Interactive works with a ton of licensed properties, which would make a sale complicated as it would come with a set of long-term strings attached. While there is no mention of Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Killer Justice League and WB Montreal's Gotham Knights, these recently revealed games will also most likely be two big titles for the gaming division and AT&T as a whole. Okay, so now it's official, official. Before we just had confirmation uh, from from like a, an internal memo. Now this is just AT&T just taking out the for sale sign and saying the house is not up for sale. It's It's here. But it looks like they're doing more like they're doing renovations to the house before they sell it than anything. Yeah. What is your t- what is your take on all this news? The one I've, such. obviously super happy. Yeah, very very happy that it's not going to affect Suicide Squad or Gotham Knights or whatever this Harry Potter game is. Oh, I don't even think it's real at this point. And NetherRealm and the Lego games. Um, number two, mm-hmm. I really want to curse right now, but we're trying not to. How dare you, AT T? How do you not Whoa. see the va- how do you not see the value in them before all this? Mm. You see the fervor after 
Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad and be like, oh, wait, we have something really good here. Mm-hmm. You you couldn't tell that before mm-hmm. you tried to sell that? Like, what? Is there just a bunch of boomers in at t that don't understand <laughs> Yes, <laughs> how big gamers are? Come on, Absolutely. AT&T, hire me. I'll change that. I'll oh. change that up right now. Oh shoot! You're you're <laughs> your first day. You're fired. You're, you're fired. fired, boomer. You're fired. You're fired, boomer. <laughs> Tell me what happens in blood. Arkham City. <laughs> Tell me what happens in Origins. How many Riddler trophies did you find? Oh, what? Two. What you're does WAP mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. You're fired. <laughs> um. So yeah, like great news. But yeah, what yeah. you're telling me is like. How did you not see the potential here? Like, mm-hmm. we saw Rocksteady, we saw, you know, or Kill the Justice League, we saw Gotham Knights, all of them look fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, and going to print you boatloads of cash. Yeah. Where did you Where did you not see this? And it does maybe give me the idea of, like, well, they're waiting for the Harry Potter game. You yeah. know, they're waiting on how much money they get out, out of all these... Uh, all these studios before they go, okay, look at how much money, how much revenue we've made from here. Now we can sell it for like double, triple the price. That's what I'm kind of, what I've kind of settled at. And we also know that, um, what is it? Mortal Kombat's team, NetherRealm, Netherrealm. is looking on something as well. Like they're going to be rele- or, or announcing something rather, rather soon. So there's a lot of hands here at work that at play. I don't know why hands, maybe cogs turning at play here. So like to me, yeah, I think this is more like Sony waiting, Sony, Jesus, AT&T waiting to sell rather than selling immediately more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Just don't sell. Uh, Just don't sell. Hold on to him. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Ubisoft Forward. That's what I want to know about. Sure. Tom Phillips has that for us over at Eurogamer. Ubisoft Forward to re-reveal Gods and Monsters next week. Ubisoft's next announcement show now has a date and time, as well as a teaser trailer for what to expect. Ubisoft Forward will be held next Thursday, September 10th, at midday Pacific time. That's 8 p.m. for UK folks. Mm. Or... Oh God, I'm blanking. 3 p.m. Like, hour time? Yeah. Eastern time? Yep. 3 p.m. Eastern time. Over go. the weekend, word leaked from the Taiwan ratings board that Gods and Monsters was now entitled Immortals, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Thanks, Gamatsu. Ubisoft has previously said it would be renaming the game. Developed by Assassin's Creed Odyssey studio Ubisoft Quebec, this role player is also set in ancient Greece, though with a more fantastical take on the time period than Odyssey offered. It remains to be seen whether Ubisoft will also use Forward to address any of the ongoing sexual assault and harassment investigations, which have engulfed the publisher over the course of the summer. Ahead of its previous Forward briefing, Ubisoft said the initial claims had come too late to be referenced within the company's last presentation. Mm. I would be excited, but Famous Seamus writes in yet again with kind of how I'm feeling here. Mm-hmm. He writes in, are you excited for a new Ubisoft forward? Because after recent news about the company and that horrible launch for that Tom Clancy mobile game, I couldn't care less about what Ubisoft is doing. So, you know, over the summer, a ton of sexual harassment allegations out of Ubisoft. Um, Tom Clancy's mobile game uh, depicted the, the, the symbol of Black Lives Matter as part of like a terrorist group, if I'm not mistaken. In game, of course, um, and 
caused a lot of fervor, a lot of anger online. This has not been a good month, uh, whether you're looking out at Ubisoft or whether you're working in Ubisoft right now. A lot of not-so-happy uh, people working there from from what we've heard. Um, how does this, on the heels of uh, Ubisoft Forward, all the news coming out about Ubisoft, and then even them having the audacity of taking a good name like Gods and Monsters and turning it into Immortals Phoenix Rising, spelling it with an I. How does this all make you feel? Spelling it with a Y. Yeah, sorry. And not not with a PH, too. It's an F. Well, like, okay, so Marcus Phoenix from the God of Gears of yeah, War series. Yeah, is, I heard is, of him. I, And I'm like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I, and I'm like, okay, phonetically that looks right to me sure. still. Because I'm okay. an idiot. But, like, yeah. Okay. Let's just make you feel. <laughs> um, conflicted. Because mm-hmm. I, I am with Famous, and I'm with you, where that Tom Clancy mobile game thing... 100% not okay. I don't know how mm-hmm. that got approved. The fact that the general manager of that studio is Yves Guimont's son, Charlie. Um, and that makes me even more upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's conflicting because I want to see what this Immortals Phoenix Rising game is finally. I want to see if the Prince of Persia rumors are true. I want to mm-hmm. see all these other things that of brand new things we don't know about because the first forward was everything that we really already knew minus far cry but that got leaked so it just it just sucks why can't their people use their brains and be like hey Uh, this is not this is not a good look this is we shouldn't be doing this this is gonna offend everybody i because now there's there's things at play like the excuse of why they didn't talk about the abuse at their forward event previously was we just recorded it. Like it, it came on the heels of it was like literally the night before. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like that, that gives me that type of reaction. Now you've had months to take in the feedback. You've, you've, we've seen people resign from the company. And then on, on top of the world events that we've seen right now, um, uh, with with the murders in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and seeing like the you know the the Black Lives Matter symbol used, like trying to depict them as as a as a villain as the bad people. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Um, that just angers me. <laughs> like saying it out loud has given me that rationalization of like just pure anger. And and also seeing the Avengers War Table on Tuesday, and yeah. they had enough time to take out stuff that they were going to showcase in respect to the passing of Chadwick Boseman and the character of Black Panther. Yeah. And the fact that they couldn't have have filmed something one-on-one, a one-camera shot of an uh, uh, just to address it before the day before, like I don't I don't know. It's Yeah. It's bullshit. Sorry. It oh, is. <laughs> <laughs> Speak say it with your chest, son. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, no, to me, I, I, it is. It's just bull crap. That's not, and that's why, like, it, I have this reaction to them uh, at the people in the leadership roles. It's so hard for me though to go. Well, I don't care about what anything Ubisoft's doing because there are thousands of people working there. 
that are decent people, that are good people, that do believe that Black Lives Matter, that do believe that trans lives matter, that do believe gay rights, uh, you know, gay folks matter. All the things, right? Good folks there. Um, and this response, I want to see something from them. I want to see that the, that geez come out and go, yeah, we've messed up. This has been this has been a rocky year here, and we, we apologize. And here's what we're doing to make sure that we're you could PR polish it as polish out turn as well. You need to you need to get it out there, um, and you need to take the criticism and the hits that follow. Um, you're right. I'm not excited for this Ubisoft Forward event, and it also comes in 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 as a gamer perspective. There's just been so many of these, and I think the only ones that we really care about right now is the PS5 and Xbox series. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, nobody's showing, nobody's coming here to deliver, it seems like. So, like, really, PlayStation needs to address the price of this thing. Xbox needs to address the price of their console. It's getting out of hand, and it's getting... It's really kind of ruining it for them. And when I mean that, like, we take a look at what Xbox is right now, and it's kind of like a house on fire in terms of, like, we already know the name of the Lockhart. It's the Series S. It's been outed several times, right? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, Halo is non-existent on, their, on the platform right now. It's just like, damn, son. <laughs> like, I, I, get, I get it, but, like... Come on, we we already know the name of the the next gen console. Just show us it. Show us the price. Yeah. Same with PlayStation, dude. I mm-hmm. I know both the names of your consoles. Seen them both. I, I I can't wait for the digital. I'm on board. But like, show me now the price. I'm done doing this dance because what's what's October gonna look like when you know you have a month and a half to show off Spider Man Miles Morales or like a month and a half to then also squeeze in uh, uh you know Demon Souls and and then all the other things that you're working on like oh it's annoying and so when you take a look at Ubisoft like are you gonna show Valhalla you have to because it's coming out in November still hopefully uh, knock on some yeah. type of wood but like Watchdogs before then yeah I mean we've seen a lot of Watchdogs though. We've seen a lot of Valhalla too. I mean, we've only seen the like a gameplay reveal, right? Like once. That's how, that's why I remember. Uh, they they put out like a forty five minute gameplay thing afterwards, so we've seen a big chunk right. of it. You know what? I take that back. But still, yeah. start treating your people right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, with that, that's it. That's been the news this week. Um, Kyle, I've also been playing a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. you mentioned it earlier. Yep. That is Mortal Shell. Uh, and let me get the name of the studio out here as what has happened to the name. Well, while you're doing that, because I thought you were going to go with the other thing you, you you dropped. We can go really quickly on it. Sure. Arkham Asylum. Yes. Uh, after, after seeing your brother play it, I believe. Yep. That's how I take uh, it all now, the Arkham games. Now that you're behind the sticks on it, what are you thinking? There you go. I found it. Um, so... Okay, so let's first talk Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And you know what? Let's get back happy here. Happy yeah. thoughts, happy vibes. Let's let's make the show long, long, because you know what? I'm we Batman. need a gosh dang it. I'm, I'm, I'm Batman. I am I'm the Nigens. Oh, my God. What a trailer. Can we just talk about that trailer for 30 minutes? Woo! Arkham Asylum, I'm about three hours into it. So mm-hmm. almost halfway, right? The story's about eight hours long, I think. Eight, ten? Roughly. 
Dude. Uh, so let everybody know here, my <sighs> the thing I have to admit is I've never beaten a Batman game. I've played all the all the Arkham's. Play them. I've never beaten them because I'm bad at those games. But from what everybody has told me, Ghost of Tsushima, the playstyle is very similar to that of Batman, and I loved Ghost. So I was just like, you know what? Let me give Arkham a try. Because when I was a kid, I'd get frustrated of how bad I was at them, and then I would just watch my brother play and beat them all. Mm-hmm. And just, just take in Mark Hamill's Joker, which is... I'm just going to say it here. Okay? It's Heath Ledger, and it's Mark Hamill. They're just, End of conversation. Just, yeah, please, okay? Mm-hmm. <sighs> They're just so good. They nail their roles. So, getting into Arkham Asylum, I wanted to start playing it because Gotham Knights is coming out soon, hopefully. I don't know. But I wanted to actually start beating these games. And I gotta tell you, you know, I'm I'm in the, in the camp of old games old. I want to yeah. play the new stuff. And it's still, Arkham Asylum, like... It's still rather small, like dense, like the, the play area is kind of claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, at times when you're trying to traverse, it kind of feels like robotic almost. Yeah. Uh, not when you're fighting, though. Fighting still feels really well. It's just when, you know, you're Metroid veining it around uh, the Arkham Asylum. But overall, the game's aged extremely well. Like, it still holds up. The combat is still really great. Um, it is reminiscent if you've played Go- Ghost of Tsushima, you've played Arkham Asylum somehow, some way. It's just Jin is a lot faster and can move around the battle space far easily than Batman. Because right now, since I'm in these, you know, little corridors or these smaller, uh, like, like fight rooms, um, it, it does feel like sometimes I'm fighting the camera. But it still feels really good. Like, Batman isn't this moving around super fast between a fight. He is, like, the brawler. And that's what I kind of feel like. It's like Batman the brawler. And then when you get into the stealth stuff, the stuff where he can drop in, drop out super fast, it still feels pretty well. I haven't gotten through a lot of the stealth missions, though, because I feel like somehow the AI is just able to... detect me either super well or just super not well like i'll I'll find a a spot on the map where i'll be like hey little bad guy like i'm on nobody's looking up so i'm on this you know gargoyle and so let me just take you out from above the guy will come over go what happened to my buddy and then take him out and then there's just a pile of of unconscious Mm. you know evil Mm -hmm. dudes and they're just keeping on falling it for it so in some areas it feels good some areas it feels dated but by no means does it ever feel like the game, like there's a bad part in this game. Like Mark Hamill killing it. Kevin Conroy killing it. It does feel like a immediate, you know, continuation of the animated series. That's what it feels like to me. And as, a, as, as that's how I know Batman, not from the comics, but the animated series, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm back home. It's a, it's a game that I really need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It, Very happy. Yeah. Very happy. I'm going to continue it. I'm going to be playing it uh, probably throughout the holiday because right now Avengers has my my eye. But a game that did have my eye for a rather long time this month, and now it's kind of dropped off, is, is Mortal Shell. Uh, Mortal Shell is made by the developer, Cold Symmetry. Uh, they, I was gracious enough or, or, or whatever have you to receive a code from them. This is a team of 15 people. So... Whatever I'm about to say, a team of 15 people made yes. this game. 
Crazy. And it looks so freaking good. For a team of 15, this game is unabashedly Dark Souls. It can fit in that universe. This team knew what they wanted. They had a vision and they said they wanted a game that, that you, you could be fooled that it was a from software game. And they kind of did it here. And when I mean kind of, I mean, they, this game doesn't feel like a, a Lords of, of Shadow. I think it was, you know, a, a, a Dark Souls knockoff. Lord of the Fallen? Lo- Lord of the Fallen. Thank you. Where we see these games, even like a Dark, uh, Dark Siders 3, where it tries to take the elements of Dark Souls, but kind of doesn't understand what makes Dark Souls so good. And mm-hmm. we have a really solid foundation here for a game that understands what, what makes a Dark Souls game. And so taking that into effect, if you've played Dark Souls, this does feel like because it's by 15 people, because it's an indie game, it feels a lot like Dark Souls or early Demon Souls type of gameplay where it's not the most refined. It's not, you know, it's a little rugged ar- around the edges, but it feels like a Souls game. It moves like a Souls game. It's, it's, it's eerie <laughs> at times. Um, the one cool thing about this game is it takes one ability kind of away from you. Dark Souls is all about your shield. And when you take hits on your shield, your stamina drains. So you can't just stay blocked. This one, they take your block away from you, Kyle. Instead mm. of a shield, you get a hardened ability. And this hardened ability is really awesome because if you screw up a pattern of, a, of an enemy you're fighting, they'll attack you, you'll harden, which gives you about, I think, like a, a three-second protection of whatever the next hit is, and you're completely invulnerable by it. Oh, So sweet. you can actually, even like when you're fighting a bigger enemy, you can actually chain a combo together mid-harden, and then you'll continue that strike. So you could be mid-attack, harden. And then continue with that attack when you're done. It makes for really, really good combat. Like the combat feels like it's, it's reminiscent of Dark Souls without just copying it bit by bit. Um, there's also a parry system that you find as well in the game that kind of makes it like Bloodborne in a sense of like, if you get a perfect parry down, you're able to do a, a visceral attack that is far easier to do than let's say a Bloodborne is. Visceral attacks in Bloodborne at least for me, rather hit or miss. Here, it's a lot more forgiving. So you you have a lot more time to get in a visceral attack, and then if you're hurt, gain most of your health back. So there are no uh, there there are no potions per se. There's just mm-hmm. visceral attacks, and then like like food you find on the ground. And the cool thing about Mortal Shell as well is you're actually taking over different classes as you're playing the game. So usually in Dark Souls, you're picking one class and you're sticking with it. Here you can pick up different classes, the shell part of the game, and you're actually learning the backstory of these characters as you're using items. So you're revealing more about each character that you use. There's a huge brute knight that is all about taking a lot of hits, all about taking a lot of health or having a lot of health, not a lot of stamina. There's a character that feels like Bloodborne for me. He feels like a thief who's all about stamina, not about health, but is more visceral and each have their own special ability. So like mostly for me, I saw the thief and I was just like, this is the class I'm playing till completion because they have a double dodge. That's kind of like a teleport, super unique. The battle system for the most part is where this game shines Unfortunately, though, for me, after a while, it kind of loses the, the the glamour of it because 
the level design, at least the early level, it kind of, from software has this unique ability of where the levels are honeycombed, right? So you're, you're always finding a little, something a little new that adds a little bit more personality to each level and maybe a shortcut to each, you know, level next to it. It doesn't feel like that's there in Mortal Shell. It feels like there's just a tree log that is the main hub and then these interconnecting levels in between each other. And mm-hmm. that it's in itself kind of hurts the game because I'm just, I feel like I'm staring at the same level over and over again. I'm either in a very tight catacomb or I'm in this weird swamp. There's awesome places like there's this obsidian like fortress that you're teleporting throughout the game. And if it was more like that level where it's unique and you're discovering different things in each little area, the game would be a lot better for it. But to me, some of the level design, it feels like, oh, here's a hallway. So let's just put some guys in here and you're going to, you're going to fight them. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, cool. And some of the boss fights as well. One of them very hard. And I'm like, that's what I want for this game. But most of the time I was just like, I'm coming in here. I'm roping doping you and we're out. Uh, Uh At the end of the day, you're going to laugh at Rope-A-Dope? No. Okay. At the end of the day, though, it's a $30 game, at least on PSN, at least on the Epic Store. Uh, it's it's a short experience. I think it's about like 8 to 10 hours, I'd like to okay. say. Uh, but for 30 bucks, for this being their first game, they've laid out a fantastic foundation for what is to come from Mortal Shell. Hopefully it's done really well that it warrants a sequel and it warrants a bigger budget because what I've seen right here is promising. Am I going to platinum this game? Absolutely not. That trophy list is way too hard. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with that nonsense. Holy shit. They want to play... One of the trophies is playing without a shell. Oh. And what that means is when... The cool thing, I almost forgot about this in the game, is when you die, you actually have an opportunity of getting back into your shell. They'll actually hit your, like, soul thing out of your body, and you have to get back into your shell. And if you take any hit whatsoever, you just die. And that's your true death. Um, And apparently, one of the trophies is this play as the naked soul thing. <laughs> your creepy little thing. So I was like, there's no way. Uh-uh, you're a ridiculous game. <laughs> but someone's going to do it. And someone's going to do it for, like, a Guitar Hero guitar, you know? But yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. for like again, there's some there there are some holes to this game, but the foundation's there. And if you're yearning for a Souls like game, here it is. So go for it, Cold Cemetery. Congratulations, it's a great game. Great experience. question on that because I've heard yeah. about Souls games like or Souls like games from you, from mm. from Mike, from many other different people. And it's married. That was. Oh my god, congrats. That's what I needed today. Oh my god. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, The one thing that I take away from that and people talk about it is like the lore. You talked about like you get to learn more about backstories when you're eating items and stuff like that. Is the world exciting? The world is weird. And that's what I want from it. Like, so the cool thing about this is it like it, it seems like you're in a purgatory. Like, oh, like you're okay. in a, yeah, like you're trapped mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. purgatory and instead of bonfires, there's this, this creepy lady with a mask. It's really oh. weird. She, she looks like, like Thumerian. And if you're a Bloodborne person, you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, and they're all about sipping this weird tar. 
very strange. But like <laughs> when you're when you're eating mushrooms, let's just say, and that's like the the early thing in the game, you'll actually when you eat a certain amount of them, they'll do something different. Uh, or, like, give you a boost to your health or something strange. Like, they'll unlock a different ability when you use them. And then tell you a little bit about the person you're you're using. So, like, oh, there's okay. there's a loot in the game very early on as well. You rock this loot a certain amount of times, it'll unlock a memory of the shell that you're in. So, the story is being told through the items in the game that you're using. So, it is encouraging you to use those items if you want the story or if you just want to use the items, it's unlocking the story in front of you. At least that's the feeling I got from it. So at the same exact time though, I'm still going to wait till like, uh, God, I was going to give him a shout out. I think his name's like Mantis or something on YouTube. Um, they they do all the bloodborne lore and he has an awesome Mm. British voice. He's like, the Thumerians. Hmm. Yes. Bloodborne. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, I'm in. What are you just read me a story? I'm going to read you a story of early bloodborne literature. I'm like, I'm I'm not, not even going to joke with you, Joe. Yeah. I listen to a sleep app on my iPad every night and you, you doing that voice (laughs) reminds me of the narrator. And I almost snapped into a a sleep, a slumber, like an instant slumber. Like, oh, I'm done. (laughs) Oh God! Put guns in the Harry Potter game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I want I want Harry Potter to come out, clock out, going. All right, guys, we're about to fight Dumbledore. <laughs> Just play GTA Five with mods on and put Harry Potter in there. And then you're good to go. I want I want Hermione Grinder or whatever come out with an MP5. That's what I want. Nope, not going nope, not How there. did I get there? We were talking about British voices. <laughs> I just had a, a, an image. I'm going to go there. I just said I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go there. Go I had ahead. an image of Hermione and Ron as the the couple with their guns on the front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> She's even a pistol. Just a flash of them. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just here Do protecting the- my second amendment rights. <laughs> oh, I got that. <laughs> That was What's that was a do name? daydream right there. That was a do the <laughs> was do a, daydream. That was a do dream. <laughs> that was a do dream. <laughs> Maybe a do mare. Um, what is Hermione's last name? It's Granger. 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 Okay, there you go. Granger. Granger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry, Harry is Potter. Ron is Ron. You got this. Ron. <laughs> you don't got Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Weasley. Weasley. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> Dumbledore. Does he have a last name? His, that is his last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> his first name is Alvis. Uh, oh, Alvis Dumbledore. Alvis. Uh, Alvis Dumbledore. Alvis with the B. Oh, Alvis. Okay. And Professor Snape, who is Severus. the guy. Severus is a cool name. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just call I always call him Hans Gruber. He's a bad guy from, from... We need to do a whole episode uh-huh. of you just trying to figure out Harry <laughs> Potter first names or last names. Here's the thing, I just suck at pronunciation in general, so I'm just gonna you know. But like the dude the dude from, from uh Oh god. What Die Hard. I, I love him. I miss him. D- twenty 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 didn't Come on, Joe. close. You but, got this. What's his name? 
Verberus Snape. <laughs> no, what's his real life name? <sighs> Let's see. Oh my god, I'm blanking here, dude. I know you listeners in your car. Oh, wait, wait I'm sorry. Here's how I got it. Here's how I got it. It was the Family Guy skit. Alan Rickman. There it's you me, go. Alan Rickman. Here to remind you about the turtle joke for the party. Her, her, her. Oh my god. <laughs> why, why, you know, this show, it's a lot of things. Great is one of them. Before we go, we do have Andrew House's snail mail. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, good. I'm holding on to something. <laughs> good. Okay, good. Yeah, prepare the drop. So each and every week, you can send in your questions <laughs> to PS Trophy Room over on Twitter or the Casa de Bad Bit over at Bad Bit Discord Survey. Anyway, Mr. Moody writes in Why are people not angry? At Marvel's Avengers pricing scheme. The way they were outraged for Battlefront 2. You're charging 14 US dollars. Thank you for getting that one down. That's real currency for you, Moody. I know it's hard for you. You're British and all that. It's <laughs> rough. For some cosmetics. That's outrageous in a full price game. Is it because it's only cosmetics and not pay to win? Either way, it seems like an extremely predatory behavior in what looks to be a very popular title, uh, this upcoming holiday season. Kyle, there's like a $14 battle pass for mm-hmm. each individual character. Now they mm-hmm. say it, it it will never go away. Once you buy it, you take your time with it, right? And you'll earn the currency back. So you, if, if you could pay it once and done theoretically, how is this not making people upset? How, like, I bet there's already a Jim Quisition video about it. No doubt. But like other than him, why aren't more people giving a shit about this? Because it does seem a little schemey, right? And I mean, not, not even a little, just a lot schemey. Yes and no. I think it, it's it's less it's less evil to me because mm-hmm. it is just cosmetics and mm-hmm. the fact that it is not a time thing. Mm-hmm. And I see it for somebody who's like, I'm really loving the game. I want to make sure my Thor is unique and I have everything possible for my Thor to, to I can make him look like whatever I want to look like and right. have these exclusive things that no one else does because I put my time in to Thor and I love yes. this version of Thor and why not buy the $14 for the Thor battle pass mm-hmm. if you really want to just focus on him so yes it's a little weird that every character has their own $14 pass but it's not like it's going to go away. And you okay. can take your time with it if you really, really love that character. I'm I'm of the mind, I've gotten tired of the outrage of microtransactions. If I could be, if I could yeah. be Aretha Franklin with you, because I'm just like, dude, there's so many more things to be angry about. And this is just... And <sighs> I don't know if you've gotten to the point in Avengers yourself, but like to see... The amount of costumes for every single character is outrageous already. Yeah, that you can earn by in-game stuff. And yes, I like it's dude, nuts. Uh, Miss Marvel has like three huge columns worth yeah. of like of cosmetics. So it's they're giving you a lot in the base game, and also knowing that like yes, I know it sounds schemey. It's only cosmetic, but like when you take a look at. Uh, what they're doing in the future. And I know I, I look like I'm apologizing for Square Enix here, but like, you, look, they're going to be giving you 
I think five different heroes just in the start of this game at the start of the year. So like that's 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 fucking huge, man. You got Hawkeye, you got um what's her face? Kate oh Bishop. Kate Bishop. Um you will get Black Panther eventually when the time's right. You will get Spider Man. There's there's a fifth right there. And that's what we know is coming in the first what, six to nine months of this game. All Spoiler for free. alert. I think Captain Marvel will also be one because yes. of how the game opens. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, to me, it's just a, it, it, they're going to give you a ton of stuff on top of what, what they're giving you. So, like, to me, I'm thinking of why I stopped the stutter there was I'm thinking of, like, Destiny. Of, like, yeah, every year you're going to get that big expansion where it mm-hmm. seems like, no, not, not with this game. You're just going to get continuized content as, as the years go on. And I think that's cool. And how do you, you know, make that happen. You charge 14 bucks. And listen, at the end of the day, too, we could get angry all we want. We talk about some awful microtransactions out there. This is still going to fly. This is still going to sell. And that's maybe the scummy thing. But when I'm taking a look at like what Fortnite does, that's $20 a skin. That's not like yeah. Battle Pass is about 10 bucks as well. So, like, and then even in that battle pass, what am I really doing? What am I really buying there? Like, I'm in it for the what, what's going to be like the Iron Man skin. But other than that, like, I don't care about anything else. So to me, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, I think it's bad. But when I take a look at like Battlefront 2, Battlefront 2 tied it into progression. It, it was pay to win. This is not, none of that. And this is literally saying, hey, we could have charged you 40 bucks for this annual DLC plan uh, to give you skins for characters you probably didn't want. But here we're going to individualize it and then at the same time give you the, 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 the fake ass currency you already bought back to you so you could go to a different character. Seems a lot better in my opinion, but any way you slice it when it comes to microtransactions, I still think it's going to suck. The majority of hardcore fans think it's going to, you know, probably going to suck. And this is probably going to change as the months go on. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with other games in, in the past, like with Battlefront 2. So I think it's what, what can you get away with when it comes to microtransactions more than anything? Yeah. And it looks like they're getting away with it because I'm not, I'm not too too furious about it i'm uncomfortable by it for sure but i have to play it to see if that if if the feeling's justified if that makes sense yeah um because i'm not gonna gymquisition you and and tell you it's it's always gonna be awful 100 percent of the time because you know i i hear him he's a fucking broken record it's like there was a four-year-old kid he wrote in and he said you know he was bullied in school because he had the plain skin of fortnite bullshit malarkey all, all, all the time um but what i will tell you is i think it's a case-by-case basis and we have to kind of treat it as such and not be outraged by a 110 percent of the time um but that's how that's how i i feel so far again i could come back next week and tell you it's the worst thing in the world don't buy this but yeah. right now when i'm looking at it I'm getting my currency back so I could throw that over to a Thor when I could throw that over to a Miss Marvel when I get all my Iron Man stuff, you know? That's how I feel, at least. Nagachaka writes in. He goes, Nagachaka. That's what I say. I recommended Resident Evil 4 to a friend of mine because it's been one of my favorite games of all time since it came out on the GameCube. However, my friend didn't like it. Well, they have bad tastes. He said the controls and the mechanics feel dated. He isn't wrong, but I still play Resident Evil 4 from time to time because I absolutely love it. 
What's a game that you still play today, even though it's dated? Actually goes back to the Batman thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and also one of the reasons, like, why I don't think backwards compatibility matters as much because you hand a person a game that came out 10 years ago or, or, or now, for fuck, what, 20, 15 plus years ago? You get a game with 15 plus years of mistakes not learned, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't just throw your, your friend out yet. They, yeah. But what is a game that you play that is considered dated? It's just it's just tough because I I go back and I dip my toes into like old RPGs like on my Vita because yes mm-hmm. I still play my Vita mm-hmm. and like Rogue Legacy comes to mind but the one game that I've gone back to and replayed a bunch because that is just like comfort food to me when it comes to gaming mm-hmm. is Borderlands Two Ooh, um, okay. I've beaten that game several times and. It's just something about that character's and Handsome Jack that I just when I just want to like zone out and cause mayhem and have fun doing it. That's my go-to, even uh-huh. though like Borderlands Three crushes it in almost every aspect, other than the writing and the villain. But like gameplay-wise, it's better in Three. Taking a look around, it's hard for me because I am such a like old game's old. I'm on to the next one. And yeah. so, like, I could take the easy out. I could say Batman uh, Arkham Asylum. Uh, I could even say Bloodborne because, hey, it's been how many days? I don't know. I didn't Google it today. But, um, you know, one game that I can go back to somewhat. Uh, I know this is a PlayStation show, but, you know, yell at mm. Kotaku because I'll make an article about it. You'll, you'll, you'll ring them <laughs> up for it. Um, is Halo Combat Evolved. I could go back to that game. With relative ease. But then also, like, when I was replaying it because I thought Infinite was coming out this year. Um, not, and I'm not saying that to be a dick, by the way. I know it totally came out <laughs> like that. But, like, I played all the Halos. And when I'm playing them, I'm like, oh, man, I get why people hate the Flood because this actually kind of sucks. <laughs> and, like, playing Halo 2, I'm like, this level's lasting forever, high charity. Holy shit. <laughs> let's, let's kick it up here. Even Halo 3, it's just like... Where's the HUD? Where am I going? I am lost. And it's not until we get to like the 360, like Halo 4 or or Halo Guardians where I fall asleep is where you get like, oh, this is, they got a HUD. They're showing me where to go. I shoot stuff. Flood aren't as annoying. It's, it's a fun time. So to me, I think Halo is always a, 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 a comfort food thing. Uh, to get because this is a PlayStation show. Last of Us is a game that I can always go back to. Last of Us one, like again, starting to feel dated now to me, but yeah. still feels really well to go back and play. I've played that game countless times. Will I ever platinum it? Absolutely not. It's way too hard for me. Coward. But um, <gasps> you heard me. Oh my God. Coward. <laughs> not fake fan fake fan how many trophies do you have fake fan oh god <laughs> no not enough so yeah that that's what i would say i think last of us if we're talking sony um halo if i'm talking like original xbox yeah pc actually here's a game i could constantly go back to i know Solitaire. i get it civ 6 or sorry civ 5 or 4 whichever a civilization <laughs> game you give me an rts an rts they age so well so like, yeah. I'll go back to that anytime, any day of the week. Yeah. Kyle, that's sure. been Andrew, Andrew House of Snail Mail. There are still one more segment we need to do. And I know that we've this might be one of our longest shows yet. 
What? I'm Another enjoying segment myself. that's not on the dock? What? Secret segments? Yeah, man. Secret segments. We're going to the bounty board here. Okay. Ooh. As I often like to do lately, because listen, if you give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, what we do, we put a little tally on it. And at the end of the year, we're going to have a little giveaway. So again, you go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars. You're entered into win your first PS5 game on us. Simple as that. And we're getting there, gang. I think we're at 83 right now. So 17 reviews away. This is nuts. Now, Blue Blood 2002 writes in, a PS fan's dream. This podcast has the best conversations, always delivering the interesting conversations and big laughs. I'm not a big PlayStation guy these days, and this podcast just gets me so hyped. Really deserving of the five-star, entertaining, insightful. Thank you so much. I think that's Antonio. And I give Antonio so much shit, but he's done (laughs) so much for us. And I love him. It's just his opinions are bad. Anyway, but you know what? That opinion was great. That opinion was great. That one is fantastic. Way to shoot yourself in the foot, Joe. (laughs) The next one. I love the podcast. Chaotic Monkey writes, uh, giving us a five-star. He goes, or they go, rather. I've been looking for a solid PlayStation podcast, and I finally finished my search by finding this one. Great content and great content creators. And now, Earthy Cheese Mom, everybody, listen, everybody gets one, right? Everybody gets one, and this is going to come for a good conversation we're going to put it on a Twitter poll out there. They give us four stars. All right, Earthy Cheese Mom, you're not off to a great start. <laughs> not in the running. All right. Their title, okay. All right, now you're really getting on the wrong foot, okay? Look at I'm a person with feelings and emotions. All right. Right? This podcast is pretty good. Okay. Okay. Right. We're getting there. I would love to say pretty great, but good, fine. <laughs> I have one gripe with it, okay? Can we get this podcast to be clean? Question mark, question mark. Just one question mark. I just added the other one for effect. That is it. And keep up the good work. And then in quotes, they preface this. Try to be clean, please. And now they said please, and that changes this whole dialogue up to me. And we tried really hard this episode, or at least for me. I dropped one. I dropped one or two. (laughs) A couple. Oh, I almost did it again. (laughs) So... Okay, you know what? Maybe Earthy Cheese Cheese's mom. Oh, this is Earthy Cheese's mom. Uh oh, what um, if that's like a bad thing? Someone Urban Urban Dictionary Cheese's mom. <laughs> Hopefully, Urban, right now, Kyle. Urban Dictionary Earthy Cheese's. Hopefully, it's not evil. Anyway, no, because they wanted it to be clean. So I'm taking the word for it. That's not like an induendo. Anyway. Should we stop cursing on the podcast? Because here's the thing. I've tried. Like, I, real talk. Nothing on Urban Dictionary. So All right. <laughs> See, I knew they were good people. I have, they, they just want a, a clean podcast. Well, first, I, I'm here to tell you. I, I've seen uh, Apple warned you. They go, this is explicit content. And I, because, and I put it down there because we cuss. Every now and again, I feel like we should get one. But Earthy Cheese's mom. I understand why you're hesitant and why you want a clean version. I've been like kind of, I've been trying my best as of recent. There are times where I curse too much. Like there was a show about two months back where like I said the F bomb like five times in less than two minutes. I hate that with podcasts. If that's yeah. your only descriptor is, is the F bomb, 
I get it. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what we try, what I've tried really hard as of recently to really curb. Um, because you see a lot of other podcasts out there. Uh, like I don't hear, you know, gamer tag radio cuss all, all, all that much, right? Like I don't hear spawn on me cussing all that much as well. So when I take a look at the podcast that I look up to, I try my best to, to take their influence w- with mine here. And so like I'm trying. But I can't promise you it's going to be 100%. Yeah. Kyle, I get you're... caught up into it, too. So, like, I... There, there's every once in a while I'll, I'll get heated and it, it just comes out. Yeah. Um, it's from being out of practice since I haven't been in a classroom for <laughs> most of 2020. And with uh, me, it's just been yeah. being raised in Jersey. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> tell fair. it to you straight. That's so, fair, yeah. we're trying. And my question to you, Earthy Cheese's mom... Write us on Twitter and anybody. We're going to do a poll. Should the show have a clean version? Should that be where it's on Patreon, where it's like a buck? It's just the the, the in the door thing? Or should we make it so that the explicit version is is on Patreon for a buck? So you hear the cusses. Oop, I hit something. But nonetheless, um, the reason why I'm hesitant to, to take out all cursing is just behind the curtains here. When we're done with the show, like we're recording right now, we usually record eight or nine o'clock. Um, right now, just recording the show, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to get off this call with Kyle. I'm going to edit it. Um, and then have the video version up. And by the time that's all said and done, that's one o'clock in the morning. So by then having to listen to the show all over again, uh, depending on how long the episode is, I'm staying up to 33 o'clock in the morning to make sure this podcast is out at 6 a.m. EST time. So it's a lot of work. And that's the reason is, is I like my sleep. So let me know what you, what you all want. I will put a Twitter poll out there because I'll sacrifice the sleep. I don't care. If most people are like, yeah, I'd rather you not cuss or just us trying to watch it like we have been doing and having one or two slip out, that's fine. Tim Ulf, you let me know how your son's doing <laughs> after I've poisoned his I like mind. To, <laughs> I like so to think lost. that throughout this whole thing of reading Earthy Cheese's mom's review, uh-huh. and Earthy Cheese himself, not his mom, is sitting there like, Mom, why'd you have to write into my favorite PlayStation podcast? Mom, now I'm embarrassed. I just don't like when they cuss. I don't like it. Why couldn't they say fudge? <laughs> You do it to me every time. Every time I listen to a podcast, you're like, what do you got, Chris? <laughs> but we love you and we thank you for the feedback. Yes. We're, we're trying. We're trying. And so, you know, take that into account. Maybe make it a five star. So we're back to five stars on iTunes. <laughs> you could. You could. You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your review. But thank you for, for sending it that way. And again, send us a review over at Apple Podcasts. So we have awesome conversations like these. We thank everybody for throwing theirs out there. Blue Blood, Chaotic Monkey, and Earthy Cheese's mom. Hopefully next week we get Earthy Cheese's dad. And he has a different story to tell you. So I like how you tell it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You loosen your tie in the evening. You listen to it. You love it. Reminds you of the good old days when I'm golfing. Or something like that. Oh, man. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to plug before we get on out of here? Uh, as always, myself, uh, Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. But before I get into some cool news that I teased a while back, 
a couple months ago, we did a giveaway for mm-hmm. a Last of Us 2. Uh, it was like a culture fly box or something like that, where mm-hmm. it had like Last of Us 2 socks, uh, pint glass, coasters, a duffel bag. Um, I finally have it, and we had a winner that we said on the show. But when I went to go get the address, that winner's Twitter account is been suspended. Don't know for what, and I'm not going to say it out loud now because I want that person who's listening to please contact mm. us because you did win it fair and square, and it was for donating to a Black Lives Matter cause. So I definitely, I, I know you're a good person out there. At least I hope you're a good mm-hmm. person out there. So mm-hmm. please give either me or Joe a message somehow. And I will get it to you as soon as possible. I don't want to give out any information so people can't just be like, right. oh, well, that's me. Yeah. I know exactly who it is. I know what city they live in. I just need the address. So Ooh. please Hopefully, like, like, I hope their suspension was like, they called like Tucker Carlson a dick on Twitter. Yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. If that's it, like, fine. Oh, if you're- sorry, Earthy Jesus, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing so good, Earthy Jesus, <laughs> But warn us that because Tucker Carlson, he's a bit, he's a bit much, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, racist. Anyway, Uh, but other than that, I want to uh, Sunday, September thirteenth, I am hosting a PAX Online panel uh, for the very best ranking the Pokemon spinoffs with my kind of NYC friends and uh, Ty and Jess from Uppercut Crit. So go check us out on PAX Online, eleven thirty a.m. Sunday, September thirteenth. Very very excited. I'll be in the chat, so please yell at me, because I don't know Pokemon, and I rank them the way I rank them, so you can yell at me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited for that, and uh, just personal note, I went through mm-hmm. on Twitter, I was like, I was struggling the last couple of days, and I want to thank everyone for reaching out to me, it means the world, and I want to reiterate, because this year has been so heavy, don't be afraid to take a couple days off. Mm-hmm. It, it has helped a tremendous amount, amount for me. So I just want to throw it out there. I love you all. Thank you so much. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I was cracking up through, through your pitch because I was just like, yeah, we talked about, hey, we've been trying. So <laughs> and then you're like, that Tucker's. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Again, you can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit. On Twitter, you can find the video version of this podcast at Bad Bit Games. You can find all the great things Kyle is doing over at Hoodat Ninja 73 on Twitter. Thank you all for giving us the five stars. Thank you everyone who sent in their questions. Thank you everyone for listening. Again, it's been a, it's been a week and a half here and I want to thank everybody for sticking with us. Thank you for giving us this hope. Um, in, in the audience, it's been, it's been a dream. Um, this this past year, everything you know, taken into account, this this show has been the saving grace. So thank you so very much. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep hunting, keep playing, PlayStation. <laughs>